Hey, hey, the following is a clip from our latest exclusive Patreon episode. So if you're intrigued and want to hear the entire episode, head on over to www.patreon.com slash dark night of the podcast and become a subscriber. You'll not only get access to this episode, but all of our monthly bonus episodes. So check it out. Hope you enjoy. So she wakes up again, goes, checks on the children, uh, heads downstairs to, to, the, to the kitchen and when she turns the corner to the kitchen, there is an elaborate, what do you even want to say, structure that's been built on their cab on their countertop. It's like utensils balanced on like cans of food, balanced on b- boxes of cereal, all to form this elaborate design. And then this image on the ceiling through the light. It's like it looks like a it's a crop circle, but it's it's formed with the light and through the design of this particular design that was built. Very elaborate. Like nobody could have built this. <laughs> and very, very poltergeist. Again, yes, it's the reveal. It's when, you know, Diane Freeling goes into the kitchen in that morning and all the chairs are stacked in an uh, awkward way, an impossible way on their dining room table. It's the same thing here. What they did is they went with the same exact setup, but they the outcome, they found a way to make it slightly more alien because of, like you mentioned, the the crop circle-esque shadow on the ceiling. Uh, that being said, it's still a, an effective sequence, in my opinion. And yes, the setup is extremely elaborate. There is no way these children... <laughs> could possibly construct this this contraption out of cans and forks and cups like there is no way possibly but for some reason for some reason the police blame the children (laughs) yeah i'm like well did they here's the thing is did they take this down did they disassemble it i mean this would be okay this was 2011 so or what yeah this was 2011 right so you know late 2000s this film's taking place in so cell phones were a thing right social media was a thing facebook was a thing like you know damn well that if this happened these people would have been taking pictures of it posted it on instagram posted it on facebook being like look we woke up and this was on our counter uh, I want to know, did it get, they just took it down. They they, they didn't take, they, they just took it down. I mean, well, I, I guess, <laughs> I would try, we could leave, I would just leave it there. I mean, it really, it is very impressive. And if I had that in my house, I would, I agree. I would keep it up for the sheer fact of wanting people to know. I would know, I, I know damn well it would be on, it would be on your Instagram story. <laughs> it would be on your Facebook I would be at like I would have like tickets at the door like for ten dollars you can see the great alien display in my kitchen. Um, yeah, but Carrie Russell, yeah, she does take it down after they they do what they do end up calling the police here eventually. And you're right, the police officer's like, oh well, it looks like a kid did that. I'm like, okay, yeah, where'd you get your police degree at? If you think a kid fucking was able to balance fucking five Alpo dog hands on top of a box of Cheerios. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's insanely intricate. There's no possible way. But I mean, the cops don't really want to do their job. It's clear in this film, the cop, it's same cop every time. And he's always like, uh, your kids are problematic. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's so passive about it. And like so much shit keeps happening to this poor fucking family. And what, like, I'm not trying to fast forward, but at one time, three flocks of birds fly into their house and people are still like so passive about what's happening. But you know what? 
It's for the sake of cinema, I suppose. I don't know. Before the officer leaves, he does tell them they need to get their alarm hooked back up. Because Daniel makes the comment, because the cop sees they have all alarm. He's like, wasn't your alarm on? And Daniel's like, no, we had the service suspended to, to try to cut back on money. And he's like, well, I would get it hooked up back, back, hooked back up because that's a really good use of your money. <laughs> and I would be like, well, officer, you can go fuck yourself <laughs> because don't tell me how I'm supposed to spend my finances. We're poor. Sir. We're poor. We can't afford. <laughs> but they do get it hooked back up. They do. They do. And I, I want to point out one little thing, because this is going to come back up, Troy. One itty-bitty moment. When Carrie Russell is gasping in awe of the display, which, I mean, as would I would be, if, <laughs> if anything, I'd be slightly enchanted. <laughs> like, I would, I have a, like a smile on my face, like a child looking at a Christmas tree. I would be in such, just complete awe, impressed at this beautiful display. I can't emphasize it enough. The child, Sammy, waddles up behind her, and she's Carrie Russell's like, did you do this? <laughs> Feasibly, did could you have possibly done this? And he says, let me see if I can get his voice. The sad man did it. <laughs> oh my god, I hate this kid's voice. I, I was wondering if you were going to bring oh, that. Oh, oh. Listen, he's not a bad actor, but everything he says sounds very, like, throaty and nasal. And it's just very... And he screams, Troy, I swear to God, I have a theory that they just took the the audio sample of Drew Barrymore's scream in in (laughs) E.T. And and dubbed it over this child, because this child has several prominent screams, and it is ear-piercing. We'll get to it. But this is I a theory ha- I have. The second time I watched this, that well, we're, we're gonna okay. Let, I'm gonna hold off. Uh, yeah. So little boy tells tells the mother the Sandman did. <laughs> the Sandman. <laughs> oh my god! It sounds just like him. It does. <laughs> uh, okay. 